think that's better. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, I hope that you are doing well. I apologize for the long delay between episode two and this one. Um, we had a whole calendar lined out. We already had episodes recorded. Um, we thought um, we had best laid plans um, to release nine episodes between the first one that we let out and Christmas. However, life happens. Um, there were some unexpected things that, that come into my my life, my husband's life, and the podcast kind of got put on the back burner. But here we are. There was something um, on my heart that I really wanted to get out to you guys for Christmas. I was asked to speak at um, an event that our church does every year for our ladies. Um, and I had several ladies ask me if I would be willing to record the um it wasn't really a speech I gave. Um, they they wanted what I talked about to be recorded. We don't record um, the night of the event. So I told them that I would turn it into a podcast episode. So here we are. I really wanted to get this out to you guys before Christmas. Um, it is Christmas themed, so... I hope that it touches you. It touched me. I really enjoyed it. Um, So here we go. Merry Christmas. So I want to take your mind to the Chronicles of Narnia. I know many of you have probably read or listened to C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia. For those of you that may not be familiar with the stories, um, from 1950 to 1956, British author C.S. Lewis wrote a children's series. It consisted of seven books and detailed the creation and ultimate destruction of a land called Narnia. These stories were retellings of biblical stories, or as C.S. Lewis called them, supposals. Lewis was recorded as presenting the stories to a fifth grade class once by asking, let us suppose that there were a land like Narnia and that the Jesus, as he became a man in our world, became a lion there. And then imagine what would happen. Lewis created a fantastical world full of talking animals, dwarves, trees that could walk, giants, kings, queens, and where truth ultimately prevails over the lies that threaten to take over the land. The first book in the series details the creation of Narnia. Unfortunately, a young boy sins, allowing an evil witch into the land that is only a few hours old. In the second book, and probably the most well-known, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, we see the consequence of that evil that was led in by the boy's sin. The witch has now taken over as queen and rules Narnia with an iron fist. What should be land of joviality and fun has been turned into a cold, hard place completely absent of the joy that it once knew. Parties were forbidden, laughter was punished, and all who opposed the queen were turned into stone. Queen Jarvis, also known as the White Witch, had made it, as one character says, Always winter, always winter, but never Christmas. Always in fear, always trapped, always under a weight, trapped inside the cold without any hope of warmth or gifts or a way out. But the talking animals that populated Narnia did have one hope. There was a prophecy that four children would come from an outside world sent by the lion Aslan. 
Remember, Aslan in this story was a type of Jesus in our world. He would send these children, and along with the help of the lion, they would defeat the white witch and redeem the land. Dispelling winter and spring would come again. That prophecy was now 400 years old. And the animals feared that they would never see it fulfilled. Until one day, four children find themselves in this land of perpetual winter. They meet the beaver family and soon learn why they had been summoned to this land of snow and ice. Setting out in the woods, they hoped to find the great lion, for they had heard that he was on the move. The children soon hear the jingle of bells, and fearful that it's the witch come to turn them into stone, they hide. Fearful of what's coming, how can they fight, how can they defend themselves? They have no weapons, no shield, but rather than the evil queen, they hear the jolly sound of laughter. It was Father Christmas. I've come at last, he said. Sin has kept me out for a long time, but I have got in at last. Aslan is on the move. The witch's magic is weakening, and these are your presents. Remember that they are tools and not toys. The time to use them is perhaps near at hand. Bear them well. The gifts were given. First, a sword and a shield, just the right size and weight for the bearer of those weapons. Second, a bow and quiver of arrows, along with a horn to sound for help in time of need. And third, a cordial to put on a wound. A few drops would restore them, and a dagger to defend at close range. They were given everything that they might need to win the battle that was surely coming. You see, the children were promised a victory through prophecy before they ever even knew the land of Narnia existed. They were willing to fight for a promise they might not ever see the fruits of, and they had now been equipped with the tools necessary for that fight. Some of you have probably already made the connection, but the story holds so many parallels to our own lives. Before we knew Christ, we walked in sin. The Bible tells us in Psalms 51 and 5, and this is the easy read version, I was born to do wrong, a sinner, before I left my mother's womb. Just like this fictional land of Narnia, sin was in our world before we were a part of it. We didn't bring the sin. It's a consequence of the fall. We didn't ask for the years of winter that invaded our spirits and our lives. The dark, cold ice that took hold of our hearts and turned them to stone. But you see, when we encounter the lion, when we hear the purpose and see the vision of what could be, when we hear the good news of the gospel and understand that our world doesn't have to remain hopeless, there is a hope and there is a gift. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. We have been given every gift that we need to fight the battles that are in our present and maybe in our future. Just as Aslan sent Father Christmas to supply the children with the tools that they would need to fight against the evil in Narnia, Jesus doesn't leave us without tools of our own. The sword and shield is the word of God and faith. The bow and quiver of arrows, this is a symbol of power and spiritual authority given by the Holy Ghost. The horn is prayer. Anytime you need help, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Call his name in times of trouble, and a help will surely come to you. The cordial is the balm of Gilead. It has power to both mortify the flesh and revive the spirit. It convicts, and then it heals. Jesus has given us everything we need to conquer any trials or seasons of winter that we may find ourselves in. The joy is coming, just like Christmas. 
It may seem cold and lonely and isolating, but I promise, dear sister, that if you cling to the gifts that he has given you, cling to his word, cling to prayer, cling to worship, he will restore the dead things the winter took from you. The land of Narnia experienced years of always winter but never Christmas. I've got good news for you. Christmas is coming. And with Christmas, a joy and a hope for a new year and a spring that promises life. I'll leave you with this. Habakkuk 2.3 For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. For if it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. You see, God has a way of taking us through a season that sometimes doesn't always make sense to us when we're in it, but he always gives us what we need to endure it. Remember 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. My point is this. You may be living through a season of winter in your life right now. It may feel cold and it may feel dark. It might even feel hopeless. But know this. God promises to never leave us or to forsake us. My favorite scripture is Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not or be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Remember that feelings are fickle, but the word of God stands strong even when what we are feeling doesn't make sense. Look past the winter and see the beauty of spring that's coming because we do have a hope and this season will not last always. He has given you everything you need to fight this battle. I hope that this helped someone. I hope it encouraged you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank <laughs> you.